Welcome back to the Mountaineer Podcast, where everybody's listening. I'm Barbara Hart. And I'm Doug Armitage. Thanks for joining us. The intro music is provided by Sean Kinane. He describes his style as a mix between Paul Matheny and Paul Simon with the Temptations sprinkled in. You can see him perform solo at the Netherland Farmer's Market on Sunday, June 5th from 10.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. This episode is brought to you by the Netherland Farmer's Market, Backdoor Theater, the Gold Hill Inn, Brightwood Music, Hearts Backhoe, and, of course, the Mountaineer newspaper. And now to the news desk. This week's movie at the Backdoor Theater is a second showing of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, rated PG-13. The movie shows Friday and Saturday at 7 p.m., with a Saturday matinee at 2 p.m. Some of the highlights in The Mountaineer this week include our music column, the only weekly print music listing in the entire Peak-to-Peak region. We have tons of of end-of-year school news stories, our keep-it-local business stories, a NED local housing story, multiple government articles, and so much more. Our first story of the week is Jamie Lammers interviewing local musician Sean Kinane. Off you go, Jamie. Hello, my name is Jamie Lammers, and this is my interview with local musician Sean Kinane. My name is Sean Kinane. You're performing at the Netherlands Farmer's Market very soon, is that correct? I am. June 5th. What is your musical background? How did you start in music? What got you interested in music? What are some of your major influences? Well, I've always really enjoyed music, and I was self-taught for a long time. I was actually going to school for English, and I took a jazz improvisation class, and the teacher enjoyed my playing, and he thought I had some potential, so he kind of convinced me to get involved in the music program. So then I ended up studying jazz at Temple. University in Philadelphia. So that's kind of like my scholastic background. Emotionally, I've kind of been exposed to music most of my life between my mother and my grandmother, and it was just kind of always around and going on. So I'd say I've been a student of listening my whole life. (laughs) Influences, I would say it's kind of eclectic, but a lot of it is pretty classic. I grew up listening to my grandmother liked Steely Dan quite a bit, and then my mother liked a lot of the singer-songwriter kind of people, Van Morrison, Jim Croce, James Taylor type of stuff and Paul Simon. So when somebody asked me that, I always kind of said, I'm kind of somewhere between Pat Metheny and Paul Simon with a little bit of the Temptations going on. (laughs) A handful of other really big influences would be the Beatles and the Dead, but I think those are kind of influences from everybody in some kind of way. And is there a particular style that you say you'd lean more toward in regards to the music that you like or play? That's an interesting question because I feel like when I'm performing, I'm either performing on an acoustic or an electric guitar and I do quite a bit of both, but I feel like my approach to the instruments are unique to themselves. So it's really tough to say because I feel like I do something different on each one. So I, I, I try to go for a soulful earthiness on each one of them, regardless of what technique I employ, whether I'm finger picking or flat picking or slapping and popping. I say that I try to have a soulful earthiness to my style. If that makes sense, maybe it's a little dreamy, but that's kind of what I go for. What are some of your favorite parts about being able to perform music as a career and being able to perform live and just being able to perform music in general? I don't enjoy anything quite as much. I feel like it's something that's really like not tangible. We don't quite understand why that switches the way it does. And it's 
show, being a part of that, and evoking a emotional response from people and from myself that's kind of like major high in life. So, like, when I'm playing, I swear to the audience, they always try to, as much as I can, because it's kind of like a personal thing, and it feels embarrassing almost, but I try to build a bridge in between the listeners and myself where we can feel comfortable and kind of both get lost in the music. And what are some things that you hope that audience members will take away from your live shows whenever you come and perform? I think joy would be, that would be my hope, is that the audience would experience some kind of joy. And when I'm performing live, I really try to think of the contour of the show. So like the ups and downs and how we're kind of going through that emotional journey with each other. So I would say I would want them to experience joy and go on some kind of journey with the shape of the concert, the ups and downs of it. Is there anything else in general about your performances or any upcoming things you'd like to promote or anything else in general that you want to add? Yeah, I play in a couple different groups and then I play by myself quite a bit. Two of the larger things that I'm doing are the Longmont Downtown Concert Series with my band Crickwater. That's called C-R-I-C-K-W-O-O-D-E-R. And the other thing that I'm doing that should be pretty fun and rather large this year is a festival that my friend Paul Renix throws. His name is R-E-N-N-I-X and it's called Rail on the River. It's a newer festival that we started doing last year. It's out at a place called Parish Ranch, which is, I guess, kind of between Lions and Berthes. And he's doing two different events. I'm graced enough to perform at both of them, one with my band Crickwater and another one with my self-titled band. It's actually called Lunsford Kinane, L-U-N-S-F-J-O-R-D, and then my last name, Kinane. Yeah, so those are two of the things I'm kind of looking forward to this summer. Boulder County is a great place to play music. I've lived here for, I guess, going on, it'll be four years, and I probably keep about 100 to 100. 120 days a year, I would assume, with the exception of COVID and doing online shows. And yeah, everybody's just really, really gracious and really passionate about music here. So it's been a really nice place to live doing what I do. Because like I said, I'll do a lot of stuff by myself, solo and loop dead stuff, or I'll do kind of wine bar style stuff and just hang out in the background, very chilled out. <laughs> so I kind of get to do all the things that I want to do here. I think this is the third time I'm playing there, but it's the only time I've actually been booked to play there. The other two times, I kind of got the call the week of that somebody had to cancel and the woman who was booking at the time, Stephanie Andelman, she would give me a buzz and say, hey, are you available? And I said, oh, I actually am. So I came up and it's pretty fun because I'll end up seeing a handful of people that I know and sometimes they're having to do with the Grateful Dead stuff and so I'll throw one of those or two of those in there. There's a lot of dead guys in Netherlands so they seem to have fun with it. <laughs> I think those are all the big questions that I have on my end. Cool. Well, very nice to meet you and talk to you, Jamie. Yeah, it was great meeting you too. Thank you so much to Sean for coming on board and joining us for the podcast. If you want to see him live, be sure to check him out at the Netherland Farmers Market at 80 East 2nd Street and 85 East 1st Street in Netherland on Sunday, June 5th, 2022 from 10.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Thanks, Jamie. Now to the news desk. Here's the information on the upcoming special election to replace the Netherland mayor and fill the open board of trustees seat. If you're interested in running for mayor or the Board of Trustees, your nomination petition is due by June 13th at Town Hall. Pick up the petition at Town Hall during regular business hours. Summer is here, and that means Brightwood Music in Netherland has travel instruments to take with you on your journey. From folding guitars to ukuleles, mandolins to harmonicas, and so much more, Brightwood has what you need for the aspiring musician or the advanced performer. 
Brightwood Music is family-owned and operated and has been a Netherlands staple for all of your music needs since 2009. They are located at 20 East Lakeview Drive, Unit 109 in Netherland and can be reached at 303-258-8863. Check them out on Facebook at Brightwood Music. Peak-to-peak musicians and artists, the Mountaineer is looking for you. We're looking for our June and July featured musicians. Would you like a feature story in the Mountaineer print, online, and podcast edition? These are all completed through email, phone calls, or occasional in-person interviews with our journalists. Interested? Check out our contact information at the end of the podcast. We are so excited the mail delivery has been getting better each week. But hey, outside Netherland, we know it's still taking a few extra days to get your newspaper. The Mountaineer has an easy solution to make sure your paper is always on time. Sign up for a free online subscription. Every print subscriber is also able to get free access to our online edition each week. Simply go to our website, click on subscribe, and click on 100-day free subscription. If you love it, we can continue it for the term of your subscription. And if you hate it, simply don't log in and it will expire in 100 days. Not a subscriber? You can still try it for free. And now, for our final story of the day, Jamie Lammers interviews local musician Derek Dames Oil. Take it away, Jamie. Hello. My name is Jamie Lammers, and this is my interview with local musician Derek Dames Old. My name is Eric Dames Old. I'm a musician out of the Front Range area. I also play bass in a band called Flash Mountain Flood and do my own solo singer-songwriter thing all the other days. And I heard that you are doing a show at Knotted Root Brewing very soon. Yeah, I got a few of them coming up. The next one that's going to be coming up June 17th. I'm going to be playing up at Knotted Root. I play there every other month or so. What got you started on your musical journey? What's your musical background? How did you get started in loving music? And what's some of the story behind that? Well, gosh, you know, my parents definitely are a big start of it. Growing up, just listening to all the oldies, Van Morrison, the band, John Prine, got very, very inspired at a pretty young age. Like, I used to fantasize of playing music and being a musician, even when I was, like, in elementary school, the first time I heard, like, rock and roll. In my head, that's, like, all I ever wanted to do, you know? So, as I got older, I obviously started playing guitar and bass and other instruments. And then when I got out of high school, we ended up forming the band Flash Mountain Flood, which is a rock and roll band out of Boulder, Colorado. We still play around every so often, but for about five years, I cut my teeth playing bass in Flash Mountain Flood. And we actually got a big start kind of playing around Ned a lot, playing the whole Boulder area. Then we did start to tour around and kind of hit the road and everything. So, gosh, as long as I can remember, I've always dreamt of being a musician. So, I'm just picking a way, like they say. <laughs> was there a particular moment in which you kind of decided what instruments you would kind of lean towards? Well, I mean, just like a lot of people, I initially dove into guitar just because, I don't know, I guess the guitar is the guitar, and it's just easy way to kind of get your foot in the door. For Flash Mountain Flood, came to the point where they just needed a bassist, and when I was in high school, I played a little bit of bass in jazz class, and so I was almost like the guitar player who picked the shortest straw, and I ended up being a bass player, but after starting it up, I really grew a love for playing bass as well, and it's become kind of like my favorite thing to do. I mean, that's not true. 
through. It's a hard time between guitar and bass. My singer-songwriter thing is super important for me because I obviously am a songwriter. I love when I get a lot more chances to sing all my own songs and kind of make it a little bit more of a personable experience, if that makes any sense. So it's, it's, it's a hard time between those two, but growing up listening to country folks or like John Bryant singer-songwriters, the guitar was always the one that was shining in my eyes, for sure. You kind of said that you had influences growing up like Van Morrison and some of the country singer-songwriters that really influenced you when you were younger. Are there any modern influences that you say have kind of brought you to what your style of playing is today? Oh, man, I mean, these days, for the singer-songwriters, the country music scene is really having a massive resurgence right now, and there's so much good country music, and there's so many amazing artists coming out these days that have that old country feel rather than more pop or whatever billboard chart stuff that comes out in between. So, gosh, there's so much. I could name a few, like Brent Cobb is a singer-songwriter who he's definitely not, I guess I'd say a household name, but to people like me, I know there's a lot of folks that look up to him, and he's just like a songwriting machine and really has that good old sound, which that's one of my favorites. The Death Lawns are a band that are out of New Orleans, and both the guys from their band, Riley Downing and, oh gosh, what's the guy's name? They put out albums this year that are phenomenal. There's some of the albums I just can't stop listening to. And their band is called The Death Lawns, and they are kind of like a New Orleans folk band. It's really, really good. But yeah, I mean, like, I grew up listening to all sorts of stuff, you know, as far as Flash Mountain Blood goes, the other band that I play in, we definitely got a lot of inspiration from the music from the Grateful Dead. So I, I can't go without saying their name as well. Not as For current, sure. but, you know. <laughs> what have been some of your favorite venues to play at recently? Oh, man. Well, I mean, this one's not just a crowd pleaser, but I have to say one of my all-time favorite venues to play around the front range is the Caribou Room of the Ned. In my opinion, as far as that side of the venue goes, theaters or anything of that size, the Caribou Room has the best sound. The sound that they provide there is just incredible. It really makes the experience as a musician once you have a room that has such sound, you know. So Caribou Room's always been one of my favorites. One of my favorite little bars that I actually travel to play at a lot is called the Roughed Up Duck, and it's in Laramie, Wyoming, about two hours away, but it's just a tiny little, I call it a tear-in-your-beer country bar, and it's just become kind of a hot spot for a lot of up-and-coming country-esque musicians to play at, so I've befriended the guy who books there, Sean Hess. He's an incredible guy, and he lets me come through anytime I'm able to. It's really sometimes hard to find listening rooms when you're not playing theaters or stuff like that at that level yet, so you play all these breweries and everything, and sometimes you're battling the conversations in the background or whatever, which is fine. But it's really a treat when you get to play to a room that's listening. And that's also not as rude. That's, I have to say, probably my all-time favorite brewery to play at. For one, because the people in Netherlands just love music. You can see it so easily. Like, people are coming out to see music. I mean, obviously, come out to see their friends, get some beers, whatever. But the music is a very important thing to Netherlands. That's why I definitely hold a special place in my heart for all the breweries up there, whether it's very nice or not as rude. Those are definitely some of my favorite places to play. What would you say? are some of your favorite parts about being able to perform live and perform music as a career? Traveling, for me, is the biggest. I, just like everybody, always have an itch to kind of be going somewhere new or seeing somewhere new. And I'm super, super thankful 
but music has kind of given me the power to do that and be able to make some money on the side or have the music kind of fuel the travel, you know. I learned in the last few years, you don't even need to be a big name or be on the billboards for yourself as a musician to make money, you know, and to be able to pay rent. I do play about four or five nights a week at anywhere I really can, but I'm doing what I love, and it's like I said, it gets me on the road and gets me to see new places. I just traveled down to Nashville last month and did a show in pretty much every state on the way there and back, and it's my first time going down there. It's, it's a treat. I mean, the country we live in is truly a spectacular, beautiful place full of so many amazing people, and all I want to do is get out there and see more of it, really. Todd Snyder, who's a singer, songwriter, musician, he said something once that really stuck in my brain that it's not always about the gig, it's about the adventure. The adventure is what inspires us to write songs. The adventure is what keeps us going. It's what makes us who we are. It helps us write our own story. So I love it because it's led me on quite an adventure for the last almost 10 years of my life. And I'm just going to keep doing it until my fingers fall off. Is there anything in particular you want your audience members to be able to take away from your shows when they come and see you? You know, my songwriting is the most important thing to me, and what really touches my heart is when I play a show and someone will come up and be like, wow, I felt like I could totally relate to this feeling, or they even explain a feeling that they gathered from my song that I didn't even initially think about. And I really think that's such a beautiful thing, and one of the most beautiful things about music is that everybody can take it and have a little bit of a different outlook towards it. So I really love when people come. I mean, obviously you come, you listen to my lyrics, come say hi. You can find my music on Spotify and all that stuff, but all my music pretty much just promotes just being as nice as you can to the person next to you and not sweating the small stuff as much as you can. <laughs> Is there anything else just in general that you want to add about anything else coming up or anything you want to promote or just anything in general? Well, yeah, I mean, people can follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Like I said earlier, I play about four or five nights a week around the front range area so if you catch me and you like what you hear you can definitely catch me again without it being too hard yeah just come see me play somewhere that's about it i think those are all the big questions that i have on my end well awesome yeah well thank you for thinking of me and reaching out and letting me answer some questions man yeah absolutely thank you so much for coming on board this was awesome thank you so much to derek for coming on board and joining us for the podcast if you want to see him live you can catch him at Knotted Root Brewery, 250 North Caribou Street in Nederland on Friday, June 17th, 2022 at 5 p.m. Thanks again, Jamie. Neighbors, this weekend is the annual Mountain Forum for Peace Yard Sale. This is held at the Nederland Community Center, located at 750 Highway 72 North in Nederland. The sale takes place on Friday and Saturday, June 3rd and 4th, from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., and on Sunday, June 5th, from 9 a.m. to 11.30, when everything is half price. Then, from noon to 1 p.m., everything is free. The Gilpin County Democrats will hold monthly meetings in person on the fourth Thursday of each month at the Gilpin County Library, from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., Contact Gilpin Dems Chair at gmail.com with questions. The Gilpin County Republican meetings are on the first Thursday of the month at 7 p.m. at the Gilpin County Library. Is your business interested in being a podcast sponsor? We have sponsorships available starting at $30 per week or sponsor a whole month for just $99. The podcast reaches a different audience than the print or online edition of The Mountain Ear. 
Hey, the Netherlands Sword Yard is located at 291 Ridge Road in Netherland. The hours of operation are Wednesday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. The Netherland location will be open from Wednesday, May 4th through Saturday, October 22nd. And don't forget to pick up this week's edition of the Mountain Ear in print in multiple locations across the peak to peak. And that's all for this week's episode of the Mountain Ear podcast. All editions of the Mountain Ear podcast, print newspaper, and latest news are always available on our website at www.themountaineer.com. To contact the Mountain Ear, email info at themountaineer.com or call 303-810-5409. Thanks, everyone, for an entertaining podcast. I'm Doug Armitage. And I'm Barbara Hart. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks.